This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you nearly 20 years, coming up Terry, 20 years experience in the Maryland and Frederick area. And I'll first and foremost want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in each and every week to our weekly program. And I also have with me the one and only the man with all the money in that vault that I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but storing it up with high interest rates. Just kidding, Mr. <laughs> Terry Kernan. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> you guys are making bank. Everybody in the bank, everybody out there is thinking the banking world, the mortgage world, they're making bank with these interest rates now. They're, there can't be no complaining out there now. So, Well, one of the things you got to consider is when the interest rates go up mm -hmm. to lend money, Yep. the interest rates go up to save money. There you go. So for all the years that we've had 0.125% interest rates or 1% on your savings account, mm -hmm. those numbers are climbing into the twos and the threes. So look at presidential. Alrighty then. Look at presidential. Brand new bank downtown. Love it. Bank branch. We have very, very high savings rates. That's it. Higher than the average. Bank. Higher than the No, no. 100% higher 100%. than the average. On checking and savings. That's awesome. So you guys need to open up accounts. All of our Frederick area people out there, don't be afraid to visit Terry down there in downtown. And uh, you guys got to open up an account, sit down, go over all the great products they have as always. And that will be good. So what's happening out there, Terry? And now that we're in October, the, go the goblins, the ghosts, the scary stuff. This is the month of the scary. Well, this has been a tumultuous you like that word? Tumultuous. Mm, I said I it without it. stuttering, or I mm -hmm. just can't say it many times in a row. <laughs> Tumultuous. Two weeks. The yes. last two weeks have been absolutely crazy as far as interest rates, okay? So we talked about the rates going up. They went up very quickly from 6% to or 55 all through August. They were going up, and then September, the last two weeks, they've kind of really kicked in. And they got up to as high as 7%. And that's when we were talking about, wow, we finally hit 7 Comer heads prevailed. Things have settled down. And rates dropped back down to closer to 6 you know, 6 and a quarter, that range. So it's been very, very, very volatile the last couple of weeks. And what we saw uh, yesterday on Friday was the jobs report comes out. Everybody was expecting us to have unemployment increase or stay the same we're at 3.6 and we dropped so we dropped to 3.5 which was where we were pre-pandemic okay haven't been at 3.5 since the 1960s prior to 2020 we haven't been this low since 1960s so what's happening is an anomaly that that i've never seen but it's Basically, what's happening, Darren, is interest rates are going up, but we're still buying. We're still putting money into the economy. So it kind of is – it's not doing anything to help the inflation, okay? So when they raise interest rates, they're trying to cool the economy. They're actually trying to have people lose jobs. Not everybody, but – Maybe bump it from 3.5% to 4.5%. A bump like that would put us in, nudge us into a recession, and then we would basically be able to bring rates down. Inflation would be under control. All right. So what's happening is 
money is still getting pumped into the economy. Demand is still there for for items, manufacturers. So inflation does not appear to be going anywhere. But next Wednesday and Thursday, very, very, very big days in the market because we have our consumer price index coming out on Thursday and our producer price index. And that's going to tell us where inflation is. But what this jobs number did, Darren, is it pretty much put a nail in the coffin that we are definitely going to see another 0.75% raise (sighs) in November and another 0.5% raise in December. So we've wow. already raised at three percent. So that'll be four and a half, four and a quarter percent over the course of the year. The prime rate will go up. So until wow. we can stop giving people money, uh, I don't think it's going to get much better. Um, and I ran over here and I forgot the article, but but I was reading about there's 17 states out there that basically have big elections. Right. And right now there's 17 states that uh, have actually relief packages called inflation relief packages. And what they don't understand, and this is my opinion, but I think it's common sense, what they don't understand is that if they're giving these relief packages to people, they're going to spend money and put it into the economy, which is going to keep the demand for products up, which is going to raise the price even higher. So by giving these relief packages, in my opinion, it's it's not going to slow down inflation, but it could actually make it go higher. When you say the relief packages, well, who who gets that? What is that? Is this another? It's another. Is this another? It's, it's, it's coming from the governments. Ballot. It's this, coming from the government. It's coming like, from the state governments. Like everybody gets a. Everybody's going to get a check in the mail thing. It's it's that you know some every state's different. It's coming oh. from the states. Okay. Every state's different, but it's basically being labeled as a inflation relief stimulus check that the state's giving. And Why wouldn't every state have this? Well, because the funds that are being used is leftover money from the COVID relief. Oh. Okay. So the three or five trillion, whatever we pumped in, that is basically <clears throat> where the money's coming from. So, but a lot of that is the reason that we had this, quote, transitory inflation. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Is, Good. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that next neat little thing rolls out and how that affects things and yeah. all that good stuff. So, so rates are going to continue to rise, um, which means that the interest rate on your savings account is going to continue to rise, which is great yeah, news. That's good, and we'll figure out what's going to happen with home values as a whole because if interest rates, I believe, as I've said before, if we top seven percent and stay above seven, we will definitely see. Um, values then start to decrease pretty quick. It'll, it'll happen a lot faster than um, just a normal slowdown and leveling off and plateauing. We'll see that roller coaster have, you know, no time to see where it goes, if you will. All right, T, let's get into this part of here. Inventory 441. We're down a little. Okay. Seasonal. Pretty much seasonal. Resales, 285. So we are staying under 300 on the resale side. Remember what I've said before, until we get the resales at about six to 800, we're not going to, you know, that's, that's, it's buyers aren't going to be happy that there's not enough to select from, if you will. 
Um, days on market's 44, so we're hanging right in that 44 range now, and 482 is the median average price. That came down a little. That was at 490. A mm-hmm. um, couple factors could be more townhouses that came on the market than single families and things of that nature that pushed that average number down, that median number down. New construction, 156, coming soon, 42. This is about where we thought we would land for the next, um, probably into November and December. We'll stay in that 40 and 50. Uh, Probably the end of December, though. I'm going to say the second week of December before Santa hits, I would say that number is going to start to increase quite a bit. My guess will be starting to get to 60, maybe 70 as we see the spring market, you know, kind of get going. So um, pending under contract, 610. Do you know, Terry, there was a time when that number was double. Do you remember the time when we had over 1,200 homes under contract? Well, I remember being over 1,000, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just last spring, right? Yeah, yeah. Last we had spring and the spring before, yeah. Yeah, so we're down at 610. That's half half throttle from the high, 50% down, 310 resales, 300 new. That's still the big, big thing that that's, you know, um, I think that's always very interesting to see our new construction of resales, what's pending to be uh, almost high neck and neck. That is extremely unusual. We've talked about that before. So, God. No, so when talking about new, we're talking about new construction. Yeah, build, build, build. Build, build, build. And what I'm starting to see is that the builders are giving more and more incentives. Oh, yeah. Lots you more incentives. So? They're, they're going to be ahead of the resale sellers, no doubt, always. And they're also giving incentives to the realtors. Yeah, we are. We're seeing bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, they're starting to uh, welcome us back, bring people. Um, you know, we'll give you all kinds of goodies. Um, it just ebbing, it is seven flows like that. Sold in the last 30 days, 379. Wow, that's the first time in a long time we've gone under 430 days. Yeah. Um, so that's really been interesting, and I know that should be true because we have a lot of title companies that are um, uh, they're more available than ever before. How's that? Uh, to check on things for us and all that. Days on market of those that are under that sold in the last 30 days was 18. That came up just a tiny bit from I think 17. And uh, and then list of price. Oh, this came down ninety nine point four. Okay. So that came down just a hair. So, yeah. But I look at it like this, Terry. The positive news, or is that rates are not going up as fast and as crazy and all that like they were. It seems like it's leveled off or come down a bit now. Um, you know, we're seeing buyers to be able to get in under seven percent, especially FHA and all that. And you even said maybe even six and a half, as we see the markets fluctuate around. And of course, everything depends on your credit. And the loan types and all kinds of other factors, and that's why Terry can help you with that. Um, so we've we've seen that uh, kind of that happen. Home values. This is good news. I'm all top positive. Home values since, and I think I may have read this real quick before. Since 2019, values in our area have increased about eight to 14 percent each year. The last three to four years has been some of the highest growth, and likely your value of your home went way up over 30 plus percent if you're in downtown Frederick. Probably more like 40% or higher in the last just three years or four. And that's more than we ever saw in 2005 to 2008 swing as far as value increases. And the reason why has been because of the interest rates and free money and affordability, plus a continued amount of high demand. I was sitting in a restaurant last night, 
hanging out, and a guy that was doing the music at the live place came in. Him and his wife were sitting next to me. He saw my real estate shirt. Of course, that always brings lots of questions into the mix. And he said, I don't get it. Why is inventory so low? And I said, well, because the buyer demand is so crazy high still. He said, I just don't understand. They're building everywhere. And I said, well, they're building. We see a lot of construction and building. But I said, in the last decade, we've uh, seen the American house be 200,000 or more new construction short every single year. That is called pent up, you know, lack of inventory that we just haven't had. And I said, that's the that's the bottom line is demand, demand, demand. And the and, and the lack of inventory has been a continued factor. It just hasn't be. It's just not syncing up with what would be normal. Now, I did say to him, if we had enough homes for the population and buyer demand was not so high or starting to drop off because of a lack of interest to own a house or have housing, I said, we'd be talking a whole nother conversation. It'd be a whole nother ball game. And he said, well, when, when, do you, when do you foresee we have enough housing for the demand on? I said, I don't know, because we have a lot of supply chain issues. It has a lot of hard time getting help to build. You got a lot of regulatory issues and things in red tape to get communities started and built. And I said, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite a while from we can tell. This isn't a one-year, two-year project where we'll see that number thing change. So I already talked last program, Terry, if I'm right, about all the numbers and percentages from 2013 to 2022, how much homes have gone up in value as an average per year. And year-to-date, we're at 8% in Frederick County, okay? So right now, if today was December 31st, you have a good chance that your home went up 8% this year. Which is which is awesome. Which is awesome because the average is what? Three to five. So so if you lose, and I like to read this. This is something I formulated. This is, uh, this is layman's terms. I think people will get this. So if you lose 20% of your value and you only lost, you only lose one and a half years of your growth. Now, let's be honest. If everybody lost 20% of their home's value right now, I mean, it would be like pandemonium, right? Yes, it but would people be. aren't thinking straight. Fear, fear breeds fear, right. right? But they're not thinking straight because you really, truly have only lost one and a half years of the growth that we've had, which puts us back to 2020, like when COVID started prices, if you will. You're still up 22 percent on an average versus 2018. And, and you're still in the black. Ninety one percent of all homes have positive equity. That's that's the highest we've ever had. We've never had a time in American housing where sellers have had the highest percentage amount of equity in their home. That's never happened. So that's really positive. That's a, that, that means there's a lot of cushion. So if everyone lost, now, say, 35% of your home's value, now this takes us back to 08 and 09 and all that, your home value would still be worth what it was selling in 2017. How do you like that? Or you could say 2002, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. Those are the, those are the highs and lows, the troughs and crests of the market that we've seen as an average. Now, of course, real estate's local, but I'm just talking very average numbers across the board, very broad, not a community, not a zip code and, and all that. So, But it's pretty wild to see there a potential shift two times we've seen with the swings of the highs and lows 
of at least 30 to 40 percent or even more in some areas. So obviously it feels like the stock market and the day traded in some cases and it's very volatile and fast moving. So what will cause values to just be quote unquote normal? And we've already talked what is normal? Three, four, maybe 5% a year increase year over year with your home's value. Why is that number an average? And I've always said the reason why is because it stays somewhat in, in line with job um, raises and increases per year. Terry, I don't know too many jobs that gets a 5% or more increase in a raise per year. No. Not a whole bunch. No. Now, us as real estate agents, man, we're on the, we're, since we're commission-based, like any commission-based job, we obviously ride the, the wave of if your home value goes up 10% or 15% in one year and I can sell it, for 10 or 15% more in this year versus last year, well, of course I made a 15% increase in my income. Yes, our average loan amount, Okay. because I track those numbers very closely, mm -hmm. our average loan amount has gone up over 10% in the last 12 months. So that's an indication that things are going up. So Yeah, and so, we can lose that money too. Like our, my, yes, my, we can. our income, that's, yes, we that's can. not the funny part. How many jobs do you know out there also where in one or two or three years they can lose 20 or 30% of your income? Now, it happens. There's companies downsizing. They go to their employees and say, hey, look, if you want to stay here and work, we're really sorry. We're going to have to cut your pay by 10% or whatever. Mm, tough, you know, but, but that's not normal. What we're talking about is this is so out of the norm, and it just puts it in better perspective that, look, things are, things are, things are still really really fine and good overall um rates uh to stay locked at for you know we talked about staying locked in that was never going to happen at a low rate we could never stay there and um and then we talked about how 2012 was the lowest ever when volumes bought them out inventory was 2400 homes and terry we're still talking about 500 homes or less this is what people need to see the perspective of this uh, we already know that the good news is the lowest we ever saw as resale was under 100 homes and that included how many of the new homes that were built ever since 2012? So it's like funny because if I go back to 2012, I mean, my goodness, we had tens of thousands, over 10, 20, 30,000 homes that didn't exist back in those days. And so therefore the data, um, it's hard to be able to know, you know, to be able to have the same benchmark because we have more widgets that exist in Frederick County now at this time. So the bottom line is there's thousands of more potential homes to be sold to. That is the opportunity to be sold since even that point in time. So I know I shared a lot on that, but that's really good stuff for people to digest and go, ah, at the end of the day, all of this information means we're doing really good. We're in a good area. The biggest problem has been affordability, people being able to afford a half million dollar home, and now it's 450. There's the main problem right there. So far in the county, we have seen, Terry, 51% of all sellers who have been on the market for more than 30 days with no offers, ooh, have reduced their value. 51%? Yeah, 51%. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, this last I week, I got two houses under... <clears throat> Two homes on the, in the market. I always like to say not on the market. It's in the market. They're real. They're live. Anybody can buy them up. And both of those homes, both of them I got multiple offers. In both of them, that happened within three days. Priced right, I think, is what it 
was. Bam! And here's the thing. One of them, both of those offers were right at about the asking price. One was at asking price. One was 5000 above asking price. That's not a lot of differential on this, the size of the, um, the amount of the homes, right? Right. At all. We're talking razor thin, boys and girls. Um, and, uh, and, and then the second one was at asking price, and the other one was 10000 or 11000 above with an escalation clause. So we're not talking about six months ago, you list a home and you get 10 offers and one of them is $50,000 above it. We're, if, I don't think we're – if we see that again, it's not going to be because we're hanging on to 7% interest rates. It may be because we have 3% or 2% interest rates again, right? So that's what happened uh, in my world, and the sellers were really happy. Neither of my sellers said, oh, Darren, you don't know what you're doing. You underpriced my home and you gave it away. Not none of them because they saw the data and they knew anything above that value – are two problematic things. A, we get showings and no offers. We have to reduce our price. We now become part of the 51% of sellers out there that are mad at the market, their agent, and their dog. Mm-hmm. Or or, or the, the second thing would just be um, they don't have to worry about being on the market a long time and wondering what's going on. Why did we get all this activity and now we have nothing or whatever? So... It, it hedged off all of those kind of things like that, and it gave them the best opportunity. Oh, the second thing was really an appraisal issue. Now, I'm not worried about either of these two offers on the appraisal issue. Mm-hmm. But if they had come in, say, fifteen, twenty thousand higher, yeah, probably. Why? There's no data to support it, Your Honor. There is no, there's no leeway. There's no none of that. And so, um, so these two offers this last week were were really. We're really good. It was like it just felt like more normal. How's that? If that's the if that's a good way of saying it. So, so let me ask you a couple questions. All right. Because I'm sure some of the people out there are thinking of the same thing. Okay. Is what was the sales price on those homes? The list prices. Oh, one of them uh, is out in Kimar. One was two sixty, and the other one was uh, three ninety. Three ninety. Three ninety. So both of those were under the five hundred level. Oh yeah. Which uh, yeah, under the yeah. six hundred level. Yeah, we're not in the high end yet. And when you say multiple, does, is multiple can two. be two? Each of them had so two each offers. Had two offers. Yeah. See, see, that's that's still great. Oh. I mean, that's still awesome. Yeah. You know, getting two offers within three days. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what's changed from six months ago is the escalation clauses, the wave the home inspection, wave the, the home inspection, the appraisal, the denim, five, uh, the appraisal, yep. the denim. And we're seeing all those things kind of disappear right now. One of them did which have is the fine. Back. Yeah, which is, is fine. Which is fine. It's good. We're, we're getting to normal. 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 We're getting back to normal. Um, I did have one that did have a rent back scenario. They were cool okay. because one of my uh, sellers is buying a home. We're under contract. We didn't have to have a house to find contingency and house to sell contingencies and all those fun things like that. So that was really positive to bypass some of the... Um, things that would prohibit someone from being able to offer on and uh, and such like that. So, yeah, good. Back to reality. Here's the thing. We got four minutes left, Terry. The name of this program, I'm going to call it, is this. Welcome home. Welcome home. Good to see you. Here's the thing. Do you remember, like, uh, do you remember National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Clark Griswold? Which one? Which one? The Christmas one. The Christmas, yes. oh, the one. Christmas yeah. one. Yeah. Remember when Cousin Eddie shows up with his fam and his camper? 
I do. Well, the camper and Eddie is here. He's knocked on the door. He's come back, and it's time to say welcome home. And the very first thing that we're welcoming back home into this market that we haven't seen in a while, Terry, is seller's favorite, the home inspection. Yes, no more wave. I mean, it's rare, I'm thinking now. Both of these properties are home inspections, so now we've got to re-educate sellers on, yeah, what is that home inspection? Just like Eddie hanging out, what's been going on in your life lately? We haven't seen you in a year or longer or whatever. It's the same idea. Now we have to go back through and say, hey, look, the buyers pay for it. They're going to do. Now, Terry, as you know, um, the as-is addendum that we used to have Mm -hmm. died. It went into the grave. In fact, I framed it. I framed it on my wall okay. to never be used again. It was a beautiful piece of paper that was amazing because it gave the buyers a right to terminate the contract or to not terminate it, and the seller's new. That's gone. That is gone. Doesn't mean buying a house as is is gone. We just now have this neat new addendum that's come into play with the property inspection addendum that we've never seen before until October 1st. So okay. for only less than a week... We've gotten to experiment with this brand new neat design that basically goes through line by line about structural, mold, chimney, septic, water. It outlines every single inspection pot that could be done plus an other inspection. It could be environmental or structural or whatever. And then now the buyer has to inform the seller We're not just doing an overall blanket home inspection thing where we can just do whatever we want here. We are in the parameters where we're saying we're only going to do X, Y, Z. We may do a home inspection, but we're not going to do a termite inspection. We don't want to do a termite inspection because our loan doesn't require it because maybe they're doing a conventional loan. Correct. But if they're doing a VA, now, if I get an offer that's a USDA, FHA, or VA loan, and then the buyer does not initial that they want to do a termite inspection, that's going to be a red flag, Your Honor, because your lender is going to require it. So how can you tell my sellers, well, we're not going to do that. This con- this contract's not contingent upon that item. Well, yes, it is. According to the lender, it's going to be. Am I right? Well, that becomes a sticky situation. I was actually on a there uh, you go. There's ops what call I was yesterday. For, the so stickiness. Call yesterday. Give me some stickiness. So a lot of it is on a conventional loan. Let's talk conventional. Um, if a termite is part of the contract, we're, we're, they're going to sign a hold harmless. But if it's part of the contract and there's damage, then we want to make sure that we're doing our due diligence and making sure that, that the people are protected. Because I feel that if somebody does sign a hold harmless and the hold harmless says you have the... You know, I've chose to waive my right to an uh, in a termite, but they go and get it. Yep. And there's damage. Yep. And they share it with everybody. Well, I'm, I'm going to basically say, well, let's address it now. Let's get it fixed now. Let's make sure that the structure is correct now. Okay. Yep. Because I don't want anybody getting in there. And this is a conventional loan. You know. On the FHAs, you're usually going to get a termite, but you have to get one on USDA. You have to get one on VA. And and same for well and septic. And these items pertain to well and septics, too, because you never want to put somebody into a situation where they have 
awful termite damage. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, you know, we just had one that, that the termites ate pretty much around the house and the house was going to be fairly condemned. And but, but, but yeah, so yes, it can be very sticky. So if it's in play in the contract, yep. we have to protect our borrower. There you go. So next week, guys, we are going to continue on welcoming home these home inspection items and why this is so important that you understand the do's and the don'ts and the pros and the cons. So take care. Have a great weekend. Um, enjoy it out there. Color Fest is going on on Thermont, and we will see you next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244. 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713, or at darrenahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.